Hello, I am Lori Wendra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wendra, and thank you for listening. I was posed a question a few weeks back, and it made me ponder. And the question was, how might you open your heart while you guard it? And my first response was, what? We lead with our heart. It's our compass. And yes, in a healthy navigation system that has a compass, it also has a drive system. So for us, our heart is our compass and our mental processes is that drive system. That's the heart and the mind and how they work together. And one really needs the other. So why would we want to guard one? The heart would just sit and feel all day and the mind would drive maybe in circles all day long. But it is a great question. How might you open your heart while you guard it? And even when I say it now, it triggers me. Why might it be so important that you open your heart while you guard it? And I want you to check in with yourself and see what are you thinking or feeling about that statement? Are you on the side of, yeah, I need to guard it? Or are you on the side that says, why do I need to guard it? It really is a good pondering question, but I want to talk today about why you don't need to guard it and why it is important that you live with a trusting open heart and that you also understand you have all these great systems built around you that do provide that additional support. You can call it protection or guarding, boundaries, those types of things. We are reminded of the importance of the heart many times during the year. Valentine's, spring romances, August, certainly with the lion and the Leo passion. We're reminded during fall and winter seasons with warm fires and ooey gooey honey, things that involve going more inward in the fall and the winter season. Things that tend to our heart. Our compass needs to change when the changes happen in our life and in our environment. There are times that we get recalibrated. And in the world of technology or high-tech engineering, there is a calibration process that happens with equipment and technology and certainly tools. And sometimes when our north, that pivotal direction on our compass, when that changes, so must our mental processes that support the recalibration. And that north change and a redirection, that can happen from a life event, a career change, a career loss, retirement, new career, an addition to the family or a death. But our mental processes also can shift and our mental processes also can create the shift. It's not always the heart creating the new mental process. Sometimes it's the mental processes changing the shift in the heart. For example, learning or discovering things about ourselves or others will change our mental filters and create heart change. And sometimes that heart change can create the collapsing or the closing or the belief that we have to guard or protect our heart. Everything is connected. We have an expectation that when we open our heart, this magic pixie dust will come sprinkling down upon us and all will be right in the world. For love solves all problems, right? Well, not really. 
We're quite complex, and the heart and the mental processes do need to work together, and they do both need to shift. Certainly, love is fun. It feels good, but it's also connected to our mental processes. The energy bodies of our earth-traveling vessel includes our physical body, our etheric body, our emotional body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. Those are our bodies. It's not one thing, and all those things are connected. And when we're aligned and everything's navigating together, it is magical. It does feel like we have a bunch of pixie dust around us. But damage to the emotional body will create a bruise and shift in the mental process. A change in the mental process will create a change in the emotional body. And because we are so complex, we often work on only one area at a time and the other follows. Or we forget to work on both areas and we feel stuck. We feel like we're in this place of just circular motion. Examples are when we're working on our wounds. You can either approach it from a mental process and let the heart follow as it heals or open the heart and pour love into a situation until the mental processes are aligned. But they have to work together. And you certainly don't have to feel that you have to guard either one of them. I do believe that our awakening process is about getting smarter and understanding all of these energy bodies. We are understanding the connectedness and the power that each has in helping us move forward as well as the power that each has on sabotaging our growth. You can open your heart and pour love there, but if the mental processes aren't aligned, you begin to feel fatigued in the emotional body. There has to be a willingness to think about your life from a different standpoint, to look at it, suspend it, and spin it around and look at it from an emotional and mental perspective. There has to be a knowing that all shifts and nothing stays the same. Those things that you thought you knew will probably need adjustments somewhere along this journey. Nothing is fixed, including you. In Broken, we're often willing to use other people's goodness. But when anything is broken or goes into destruction, the rules change and that creates shift. The mental processes shift. The emotional processes shift. And we know in science that as the measure of time speeds up and our ability to manifest becomes faster, we desire faster ways to move through any wounds we discover, whether emotional wounds or mental processes that are just broken. When I see energy in people, it's really curious for me to see the energy patterns because some people process more from the mental body and some from the heart body. And that shows up in your energy field. And I'm going to pause just for a moment and have you think about that. Where or what is stronger in you? Is it your emotional body or is it your mental process because one is going to be the dominant one is going to be stronger than the other they do work very closely together but also knowing that which one is more dominant in you if that becomes bruised you can quickly move over and depend on the secondary or the lesser energy body here's another one of those times where our 
human systems function so much like computer systems. In computer science, there's a term called a heartbeat. It actually is a periodic signal that's generated by hardware or software to indicate normal operation or to synchronize other parts of a computer system. That heartbeat mechanism is one of the common techniques in mission-critical systems for providing high availability and fault tolerance of network services. It detects the network or system failures or those devices that belong to a network cluster. It's controlled or administered by a master server or master computer. And you might think that that is just maybe two devices, but it's really a lot of devices that are talking to each other and creating a cluster of technology services. But one piece of equipment is designated as the primary. It sends packets of data about every 60 seconds. And when it fails to send that heartbeat four times, a health service heartbeat failure alert is generated and the management server attempts to contact the computer by using a pinging mechanism. And if the computer does not respond to that ping, a failed to connect to computer alert is generated. There's all this background technology that's happening. But also in that system, or the potential of a system failure, there's a secondary so that if this fails too, it can quickly take over. That protection is seamless. It's a processing that has a backup plan. It has a guard for potential outage. That heartbeat gets software upgrades to keep it running, keep its health and health in check. And those are software or hardware codes and keys. Okay, for you techies out there, I've really just oversimplified this technology. But in its simplest form, we could say a system center operations manager uses heartbeats and pinging mechanisms to monitor communication channels between systems. And if something doesn't respond, either there's no heartbeat or there's no pinging back, then there's an alert system. There's always a primary and a secondary and actually a tertiary system. So who or what guards the human heart when we have an outage? What communication channels or packets of data do we send or receive to communicate that all is all right or all systems are shut down? What's our backup plan so that we have seamless processing? Because we do, which brings me back to this question. How might you open your heart while you guard it? And why might you feel you need to guard it if you have all your systems and functions in place that keep it running and you have a built-in backup plan if needed? Your system is constantly pinging the universe. You're connected to the universal heartbeat and you're getting that pulse back and forth continually. Maybe it's every 60 seconds. Maybe it's every minute. Maybe it's every day. I'm not talking about external systems you might have. And an external system might be reaching out to a friend. It might be going for a walk, reading a book, watching a movie. It could be something else that takes you away from present moment. I'm talking about your internal systems. What do you have available to you right now? What were you born with that you've forgotten that you have? And those are internal. What about the connection that you have to the universe? What about the connection that you have to Mother Earth? Because Mother Earth is also always sending out signals and frequencies and updates to us. 
And we are connected to both the universe, the universal heart, as well as the earth, as well as all creatures and plants and life. Those things are always communicating with us. I am energy and everything is vibrating to me at the energy that I emit or the energy I transmit. And when I remember my power through the experiences in my life, I awaken to all that I am and all that I am connected to. When we remember, we remove any of the layers of fear, the protection that we feel that we have to have, the feelings that so many things can hurt harm us. Certainly, we have memories and we know those things do exist or they did exist in the past, but we can trust our system and the energies that are around us to support us. We can trust that we have availability to all of those frequencies and that allows us to live a different life, a life where we are directing our energy towards things that support us, not things that deter us, things that hold us at a lower vibration, tend to slow us down. Okay, here's a little bit more science for you. Our chakras are our energetic doorways to our system. There's truth in that. Our chakras spin to accommodate the opening and the closing of the energy that's coming to us and from us. We know that a chakra can be underactive or overactive, meaning that it spins very fast or it spins very slow or it spins very broad or it's very tiny. If one is not balanced in one chakra area, the other chakras attempt to step in and help by either spinning faster or slower, or they take over it completely. And keep in mind, we have seven major chakras, 21 minor chakras, and nine additional expanded chakras that come from combinations of the major and the minor. And those are just the energies that we really talk about. We have infinite portals and infinite chakras. It seems like a very complex system, but they all work together and they all function as a primary and a backup system. We know that each chakra has a primary purpose in our field. For example, the root chakra supports our survival instincts, gives us vigor and self-preservation. It grounds us, supports our self-esteem, and creates momentum and energy for us to move our physical bodies. It corresponds to our spinal column, our legs, our feet, our kidneys, our immune system, our blood. On the musical scale, It's represented as the note of C. It's the color of red. And on the vibrational scale, it vibrates at 396 hertz. And if I reduce that number, meaning that if I take 396 and I add 3 plus 9 plus 6, which is 18, and then I further reduce that, 1 plus 8, I get the number 9. And 9 is known as being a gateway for release or entry of energy. And we focus on the heart chakra, We know that that heart chakra vibrates at 639. Many believe that it's 528, but 528 is actually the heart chakra of Mother Earth and of the galactic, but it's our human solar plexus. The heart chakra actually vibrates to 639. And if I reduce that number, 6 plus 3 plus 9, that reduces to 18 also, and that reduces further to 9, and that is a gateway also. The crown chakra vibrates at 963. And if I add those numbers up, that also reduces to 9. And 9 is a gateway. So we have the root, 
the heart and the crown chakra that are all gateways. They all create the outer threads of our Merkabah and all anchor us and thrust us out into the world of success, joy, happiness, adventure, advancement, and growth. But they also hold us grounded. They're wired together to support each other, be the combined chakras that support us. And speaking about grounding in the past years, we've heard so much about being grounded, needing to be grounded, not feeling grounded, and many people don't fully understand what that really feels like or what does that even mean. It speaks in terms of our connectedness to earth or having that solid foundation from where we can move out from and come back to. It's like the home of our energy bodies. There is science behind why we're drawn to earth is that earth and all on earth, animals, plants, crystals, water, air, everything supports us when we are at a time of deficiency. They all support our vibration and feed us when our ports are in need. And there are logical times when you might open your heart while you also guard it. And there's also logical times when you might close your heart a little bit and open your crown or your root. You may put a filter on it. It might have conditions, exceptions, limits, and even boundaries. But you can learn to trust that the other energy sources that the universe provides to you will protect all of our energy fields. So do you really have to guard your heart? The point is that when we ask how you might open your heart while you guard it, I want to just peel back that and ask you, do you really need to? And if you say yes, I want to ask you why. When you have a built-in alarm system, a support system, it actually takes more energy to create something that you may not need. You have a built-in heartbeat system with a pinging mechanism that's connected to the universe and to Mother Earth and to all the other systems that you contain. And when you know that the universe energetically has it all under control, you might find that you don't have to fall into a fear-based thought process. You might not have to waste your energy. It gives you additional energy to focus on success, momentum, those things that are forwarding. The universe is built on The concept of energy, everything moves and nothing stays the same. Everything is always changing. That includes us. We are on this momentum, so it is always forwarding. None of us really like detours. When we understand our power and the processes and how they support each other, it allows us to use our emotional processes and our mental processes and programs over those things such as fear, regret, anger indecisiveness. A scientifically controlled study conducted by German researchers at the University of Cassell has shown that while the chest area of an average person emits only 20 photons of light per second, someone who meditates on their heart center and sends love and light to others emits an amazing 100,000 photons per second. That's 
5,000 times more than the average human being. Numerous studies have also shown that when these photons are infused with a loving and healing intent, their frequency and vibration increases to the point where they can literally change matter, heal, disease, and transform negative events. That is a choice. If you've been with me when I've taught about energy and I use divining rods, I demonstrate how Our energy and our thoughts and our emotions can shift energy to be a negative force or an alter positive energy. We can choose to send or we can choose to not send energy. We can choose through our mental processes how we emit emotional power. We can choose to share. We can choose to withhold. And when Mother Earth pings us to see how we're doing, she maybe gets an air message. And then what happens? The universe pulses us with more light and love to help us. When the universe pings us to see how we're doing and it doesn't get a response, our ancestors, our guides, our angels, they may send more energy to lift us during our times of challenge. And then other magic happens. We discover we can. We discover our power. We discover the power of our energy field. We discover the connectedness. I'm choosing. I'm mentally creating a mental thought process that says I'm going to emit energy from the heart. Those two things are working together. We become sure of what we can do and even sure of what we can't do. Of course, we have limitations, but that too is what the universe shows us. Our natural number nine ports are root, heart, and crown. But when we remember that if any of those fail while they are pinging each other, our internal systems take over. We have other chakras, right, that are feeding energy from and to earth and the universe and everything that's around us. The number six portals are the solar and the third eye. The solar frequency is 528. The third eye is 852. And if I reduce those down, I reduce those down to the number six. They're secondary. And lastly, there's two ports that are tertiary. That's the sacral and the throat. The sacral, that vibrates at 417. And the throat, that vibrates at 741. And if I reduce those down, they reduce down to three. So overall, our system, we have three primary ports that vibrate to nine. They open, absorb in, emit out. Their backup ports are the solar and the third eye. And the tertiary ports are the sacral and the throat. We have this amazing system that just kicks in when we need it. And in the world where everything is energy, we can talk about crystals and plants and animals because those all have vibrational frequencies also. And we know that earth has a vibrational frequency, but the planets also carry a vibrational frequency and they actually carry a note. If you go out to the NASA site, you can hear what Mercury sounds like. And for example, Mercury and Pluto are C or the base or the root chakra, yet we give Mercury such bad press when he goes retrograde. We forget that he represents 
that which is rational and stands for the spoken and written word, putting things in order, weighing and evaluating the process of our learning and the skills that we use. And Pluto, too, gets a bad rap. He's described as this radical change and death and rebirth. He gets blamed for bad things. But yet Pluto describes how we deal with our power, personal and non-personal, be it through suffering the power of others or exercising it ourselves. And again, Pluto and Mercury, they vibrate to that root or base chakra. That supports us. And I could go through all the planets. Mars and Saturn are D, which is our sacral. Earth is E. That's our grounding and foundation. Sirius is F, which is our heart. That's humanity's collective and how we embrace the divine masculine, the mental, the logical, because we do need balance. And I can go through the other planets, but my point is, is that we're supported by the universe. We're supported by Earth. We're supported by all the components and everything that exists around us because everything is energy and all energies connect and work with all energies. There are energies there that support you so that you don't have to think about being supported or you don't have to worry about not being supported. And I can't not talk about the eighth chakra. That's that universal heart that's always connected to us and helps keep our chakras balanced. That's a major port from the universe that comes in through the galactic into our system, helping us become more aware, helping us expand, much like the universe continues to expand. It's never ending. It continues to evolve, continues to grow. That's our port. Whatever is happening, it's simply what's happening. It's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. We are balanced. We are grounded and we are supported. We just get to acknowledge the magnificent system that we are and understand how powerful it is and how powerful you are. You're learning, you're growing, you're awakening. I'm Lori Wendra of Your Life Corps and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wondra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.